Amen. Merry Christmas. Uh, It's rare that Christmas morning uh, is also the last Sunday uh, where we will be together for the year, singing songs, taking communion, hearing from the Word, reading the Word together as a church. Uh, We'll look back on 2016 as a wild year, right? Like, are there events that happened in this year that you'll remember forever, whether they were good or bad, whether they brought you a lot of encouragement and hope or or distress? Um, A year that I think we'll remember for a while for a number of reasons. So I I had plans of preaching a certain sermon, but over the last week uh, as I prayed and thought, God, this is the last Sunday of the year, I really felt the Lord... Uh, wanting me to speak just a few moments on uh, one word, and that is the word fear. So I want to talk about fear for just a few minutes this morning and what it has to do with the Christmas story of Jesus uh, coming into the world. Uh, When you think about the fear of God, can you remember the time in your life when the fear of God came into your life for the first time? Uh, For some of you, maybe you reflect back on a revival, a gospel meeting. Maybe there was a preacher that you heard growing up who constantly was striking the fear of God in you. Maybe it was a mom or a dad. Maybe it was a fear of God in a kind of a healthy way that brought a greater awareness of who God was. Or maybe it was a fear of God that somebody spoke into your life or brought into your life and it it really frightened you. I I remember, um, for me, I mean, one of my first thoughts of the fear of God was... My fifth grade English teacher, she, I don't even know what word to call her from this age. She was, an, uh, she was the first person who taught me that it is possible for a human being to wake up on the wrong side of the bed 365 days a year, all right? She was a woman who could make bullies in our school cry. I mean, anytime she came down the hallway, you didn't just like silence yourself, like be quiet because she's coming. You ran, you jumped into your locker, whatever it took. And she just struck the fear of God in us. But I can remember other times too, when I was worshiping God on the mountains with uh, youth group friends and we would be singing certain songs and it was like this fear of God came over us that came over people throughout scripture. The kind of fear of God that puts you in your place, that puts you on your knees. And the Bible talks a lot about fearing God. And whenever you see people fearing God, usually what you see is before people could stand with God, there was a posture that put them in their position before God. There was kneeling. There was opening hands. There was falling on their faces. There were people who thought that they were in the presence of God and they felt like they were going to die. Posture often positioned people in a place where now there was this fear of God that came over them. So there was this fear in so many people's lives 2,000 years ago. Jesus was born into a world where people around him him, religious people, Jewish people, had a lot of things to fear. You feared Emperor Augustus, you feared Rome, you feared Herod, but you didn't just fear tyrants and all these awful leaders. You also had a fear of, you had a fear of uh, plagues, you had a fear of droughts, you had fear of of diseases. I, I mean, back then there were things that could kick you out of the synagogue for weeks you get a ringworm, they didn't have medicine that you put on it. it you couldn't go to church until it was gone. There, was, there were all these fears of things that could happen to your body, to your family, plagues, droughts. Can you think this morning, what is the greatest fear in your life? What is the greatest fear you have in your life right now? Did you think about it? All right, most of you are sitting by someone. I want you to turn to the person next to you, and I want you to tell them what your greatest fear is. I'm going to give you just a few seconds. Go. All right, what is your greatest fear? Share it with someone next to you. Some of you are laughing. Some of you maybe. 
something someone could pray over you? I don't know, all right? All right, all right, come back to me, okay? Let's, let's uh, try to put this in some kind of gospel sermon, all right? The greatest fear in your life. I mean, for me, there's, there are all these fears. There's fears of things that could happen to my family. There's the fear, constant fear of, of, of anybody who throw up, throws up around me. Like, that is a word we just don't use in our family, all right? Because of the fear uh, in my life. There's a book that came out. Maybe some of you have it on a shelf. If you do, maybe something's wrong with you. But it's called The Complete Worst Case Scenario Handbook. It's a book about fears that could happen in your life. So in this book, what it does is it tells you all these scenarios that just in case you're in them, what you do to get out of them. Like if you're ever at the bottom of an ocean and an octopus gets you in, your, in, in its grass, you're supposed to turn somersaults to get yourself away from its grip. If a gorilla ever attacks you, which could happen here in Memphis, right? Maybe, I don't know. You're supposed to pet its arm and smack your lips and apparently the gorilla will stop attacking. There, there are scenarios of what do you do when there's a parachute that won't open, if you're buried alive, if you're stuck in an elevator. But I bet for most of us, if you really think about the fears in your lives, it's not being at the bottom of an ocean floor getting wrestled by an octopus. And I'm not joking when I list some of these, but some of you, I mean, there's a fear of losing your mind, like growing senile. There's a fear of the phone call about biopsies. There's the fear that came to a reality for some of you this year of people losing their lives and you got the phone call. Children not choosing to give their lives to Jesus. There's, there's some of you have a fear of being cheated on or being betrayed or going bankrupt. There's a fear of ISIS and terrorists and fear of health care, fear of getting robbed. All these fears that can paralyze us. And I bet if you took time today to reflect on the greatest fears in your life, they are fears that Scripture does not endorse you fearing. They're fears that can master us. And the Bible talks so much about what you are to fear and what you're not to fear. The Bible takes time, like in 1 John chapter 4, where it says a perfect love drives out fear. But if we're not careful, we live in a culture, even a lot of Christians in our culture, who have totally flipped that to where now it's fear that can drive out perfect love. There's this fear of God, though, that leads to respect and to awe and to knowing what our place is before him. And even when we talk to our kids about the fear of God, we have to be so careful about this because fearing God is not like you're supposed to fear monsters or bad guys. You don't have to run from God. You don't want to hide from God, but it's a fear that reminds us who God is and who we are. And here's what I kept coming back to as I started reading the birth and narratives of Jesus again over the last few weeks. If you go home today and you read the first couple of chapters of Matthew, you go home and you read the first three chapters of Luke, whenever there was an announcement of Jesus coming into the world, the first phrase that was spoken was, do not fear. With Zechariah, with Mary, with Joseph, to the shepherds, whether it was an angel or a dream or a vision, whoever it was speaking, it, the, the declaration began with, do not fear. Now, for some of them, it was in a moment where if an angel encountered you today, I don't think anybody in here is going to say, you were so cute, you little thing. I don't think it's going to happen. You're going to be struck with fear. So I think 
part of the do not fear was, hey, something happening right now that is this revelation of God, and I know you're thrown off in this moment, but don't fear. There's an announcement of God coming, but I also wonder if maybe just a little bit there were these angels who were coming to these people with this announcement, and, and kind of what they're doing is, hey, look around you because there's so many things to fear in this world, but God is speaking. Do not fear into your life because salvation and relationship and covenant is coming into this world that's bringing new beginning and fresh life, and this is really good news for you. So before you go into a new year, this might be the day or the week that you need to look some fears in the face and say, hey, you're not going with me into the future anymore. You've been with me way too much in 2016, or maybe the year, maybe you, some of your fears go back for decades, and it's time this week that you put them in the rightful place. Because the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus is where fears go to die, but it's the birth of Jesus, where this announcement came in the Scripture and into the world, this loud announcement of, hey, don't fear, because the good news of salvation is coming into your life. Um, so I want to go ahead and ask those who were praying this morning to go to your place. I want to ask shepherds, if you will, go ahead and be in a place to receive people. We're going to sing a couple of songs this morning. And this may be the day that you need to find someone to pray, especially those of you who can identify fears in your life. There are paralyzing, that are causing you to be paranoid, that have mastered you, that before you can go into a new year, this may be the day you need to go find a prayer leader and say, hey, here's a fear in my life. I need you to pray that I can lay this before God because I can't let this go with me into the year 2017. And for some of you, this is the last Sunday of the year. For some of you who have not made a decision for Jesus before, this may be a day that before you go into a new year, this is a day of new beginning for you. It's a day for you to trust in Jesus. And what Jesus invites you to do is to confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord of all, to repent of your sins and to be baptized into Christ so you can have a new beginning. And if this is the day for you, Sam Carr is up here to my right and he's here to receive you. Uh, my wife, Casey, we have some women who are around this room. We have shepherds who are uh, around to receive you. Uh, if I can get a shepherd who can come up to my left over here by Kip, to, please. And for the rest of us, can we stand together? And before Kip sings, I want to pray for us. But let's bow our heads and close our eyes. And if you're willing, comfortable, maybe open your hands where you are just to receive from the Lord this morning. And as we open our hands, let's begin our prayer with this. God, if there's anything keeping us from opening our hands to you, will you pry those things from our grips? Whether it's some form of addiction, a fear, a phobia, an unhealthy emotion, an unhealthy relationship, whatever it is in our lives that we, were, uh, that we have this death grip on because maybe it controls us or we want to control it, Will you take it from us? Invite us, God, to open our hands so that, so that we can receive more of you and what it is you want to give. Wherever there are fears in our lives that are not of you, God, I know you don't want us to go through life not being good stewards and not making, you know, living life as if we don't want to know what's to the left or the right or things that can cause danger. But if there are things that are paralyzing us in a way that are keeping us from thriving with you today, will you bring them to light in front of us so that we can rebuke them in your name so that we can move forward into a new year as people in us as church declaring that we want more of Jesus. And there are some things that have been with us in the past that can't go with us into the future. 
So we sing these songs to you, God, as a declaration. We sing them to you, but in this moment, we also go, also ask for your Holy Spirit to speak over us, to purify us, to sanctify us, justify us, so that can we, look more, we can look more like Jesus. And it's in the precious name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Let's sing together.